Welcome to CPAC Today in Politics. Coming up, Justin Trudeau is asked when the Liberals will release their election platform. I'm excited about all the announcements that we've been making, and yes, our platform will be out in the coming days. Aaron O'Toole defends his plan to roll back climate change reduction targets. I think Canada should meet its commitments, whether for Paris, NATO, or other commitments we make. We have to have a plan to get there. Mr. Trudeau says nice things and then doesn't deliver. And the NDP unveils a plan to crack down on tax evaders. The past six years while Justin Trudeau's been in power, despite the Panama Papers and a number of other documents that have shown the super wealthy hiding their fair share or not paying their fair share, hiding their wealth, despite that, there's not been a single conviction in six years for tax evasion. Not a single conviction. We know that we can do better. It's Tuesday, August 31st. I'm Mark Sutcliffe. Let's get right to the top political stories this morning. We're joined by longtime political writer and broadcaster, Dan Legere. Dan, thank you for being with us today. Oh, thanks for calling, Mark. So the Liberals have still not released their campaign platform, even though the Conservatives did so on the first full day of the campaign. Um, and it, there's there's that issue in itself. Justin Trudeau is not saying when the platform will be released. But in addition to that, does it also point to the idea that, that many people are talking about, that the Liberals on some level appear unprepared for a campaign that they themselves triggered? Yes, well, uh, it does appear that way. It is hard to attribute the, uh, you know, the liberal movements on the campaign so far as part of some great master plan that mere mortals uh, can't really uh, discern yet. I don't think that's the case at all. I do think they uh, um, have looked pretty scattered, really. Uh, the only thing is, though, you know, when it comes to a platform, um, aren't governments generally running on their records? I mean, I don't think any of us are under any misapprehension about what the Trudeau government really stands for and the types of policies that it's likely to support, you know, from climate change, uh, you know, uh, racism, social uh, causes and things like that. They also like to portray themselves as a friend of business. It's um, There's no great mystery, I don't think, about the Trudeau people and what they stand for. I think the onus you know, in this election certainly was on the opposition parties to present an alternative to the government, and I do think that's what people are going to vote on when it comes time to vote. You know, we do the devil you know or, or some other devil that you don't know quite as well. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about the platform so much. Uh, uh, and platforms also just provide a hell of a lot of uh, ammunition or let's say many targets for the ammunition of the opposition. So uh, it's it's a little bit of uh, one and a little bit of the other. Yeah. And, and of course, over the course of a campaign, uh, people will move from uh, being uh, perhaps frustrated with the current government, uh, maybe uh, flirting with, for lack of a better term, the, the opposition parties and, uh, and thinking about voting there, to taking that decision a little more seriously as the campaign progresses and looking more closely at the, at the platforms and the performance of the other uh, parties and their leaders. Um, and it feels like that's starting to happen with Aaron O'Toole in particular, given that he's 
uh, at or near the top of the polls. Uh, and he's been answering a lot of questions about climate change in the last couple of days in a Radio Canada interview, a televised interview on Sunday night on the campaign trail yesterday. Uh, he is committing to climate ch- to uh, emission reduction uh, targets that are, are below what the Liberals have promised. Uh, he says the Liberals' uh, targets are unachievable, but uh, how uh, how much is this starting to become a thing for Aaron O'Toole? Well, this is, uh, you know, looking back over many decades of elections and the way they seem to work, this is a quite a frequent thing. I mean, Trudeau and the Liberals came out of the gate in first place, and they were attracting all the critical attention and all the skeptical questions and uh, and the probing type of of challenges to their positions and their record. Uh, you know, I think really O'Toole and the Conservatives had a, have had a very easy ride on this so far up until now. Um, and it is ever thus that opposition parties can promise, you know, pies for every sky and uh, without getting challenged too much on it until they start looking like they might actually win. So that's what's happening now. And I mean, there are very legitimate questions to ask Mr. O'Toole about, for instance, on climate change and the environment. I mean, is he going to build new pipelines? Is he going to expand the oil sands? Uh, I suspect people in Alberta think he is. Um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things like they used to accuse people of saying one thing in French for a Quebec audience and one thing in English for another one, where you might say one thing about the oil patch in Alberta and quite something and something quite different about it in Ontario or Quebec. So, you know, there there's questions to ask. I think Mr. O'Toole about his position on on racism and. Uh, and racial equality. Uh, he's been notably quiet on that point. I was, as was pointed out, there were more mentions of puppies uh, in the conservative platform than there was in uh, in very serious uh, systemic racism, racism issues in this country. So you know, it's uh, the scrutiny is inevitable, and uh, now it's come around uh, to Aaron O'Toole. Um, I do think that it may be a suggestion on the NDP's chances that this type of Detailed scrutiny hasn't yet arrived for Jagmeet Singh, but perhaps it will before the end of the campaign. Yeah, and let's talk about Jagmeet Singh and his performance during this campaign and the, and the NDP proposals, which are consistent with what they've said in the past. But uh, Jagmeet Singh is is talking about cracking down on tax evaders, especially among the wealthy, increasing taxes on the wealthiest Canadians and large corporations. Um, so what do you think about that and about where the NDP stands at this point in the campaign? Well, I think the NDP has has certainly had a had a great campaign so far. People really like Jagmeet Singh. He's a very attractive candidate. He's learned a lot, I think, since he first became leader, when he never seemed to have a handle on on the policy uh, issues that were in play. I think he's he's taken this time. He's obviously a smart guy, and he's studied up, and and now he's uh, au courant with all the issues that are out there. Um, and again, like I say, he's just he's an attractive young man who, who just seems like he would be a, a good guy and someone you'd, you'd like to have for a friend, maybe. Uh, and that's very positive in politics. Justin Trudeau benefited from that immensely in 2015. So um, I take that as a positive, you know, but again, and, and I do think a lot of Canadians feel like super wealthy billionaires really should be paying their fair share. I, I mean, it may be more of an American phenomenon. Is one of, another thing that spills over a little over the border. You know, when you hear about uh, trillionaires paying, you know, 
a pittance in taxes. Uh, our rich people aren't quite that rich, but they are extremely rich. And uh, there is a lot of public cynicism, I think, about whether they're paying their fair share, and same with large corporations. But all that said, I'm old enough to remember a day when uh, when a finance minister, Mike Wilson, said, you know, Canada doesn't have enough millionaires. And, uh, you know, he was mocked for this for the uh, statement. But his point was, there aren't enough millionaires, you could tax them to the ground. And it still won't balance your budgets, because it's really the vast middle class that has the real money. And uh, so it's, uh, I think Canadians would support uh, taking a few uh, percentage points off the top of some of these uh, billionaires. But uh, by the same token, I don't know that it's going to really have the kind of uh, budget impact right. that, uh, that people think. Yeah. Dan, what will you be watching for in, in the days ahead in this campaign? Uh, we're into the third week now. There's less than three weeks to go until Election Day. Some people will be voting earlier than that. Um, what what will you be watching for in the in the next few days at this critical juncture? You know, the Liberals really have to make a move. Uh, they've been floundering around without uh, any particular direction almost since day one in this campaign. Um, they have to punch some holes in the uh, Conservative uh, platform and point out some of the odd contradictions of O'Toole um, and uh, and they have to their war room has to get to work on that they have to start building as well for these uh, debates which could to be, turn out to be quite uh, important in the grand scheme of things I know that's kind of counterintuitive to the boring types of debates we've had in past years but uh, it, it this is going to be the the roles I think are going to be reversed where it'll have to be the Liberals on the attack and try to keep the Tories on the defensive. So uh, that could take a little while. They may not achieve it at all. And if that's the case, you could see Aaron O'Toole as Prime Minister. Hmm. All right. We'll see what happens in the next few days and weeks. Dan, thank you so much for joining us today. Okay. Thanks for calling, Mark. That's Dan Legere, longtime political writer and broadcaster. Our team is running on Canada's recovery plan, and every single person running as a conservative candidate is committed to our five pillar pan get the country back on its feet now here's what political columnists and commentators are writing about today at ctvnews.ca tom mulcair asks if the conservatives can stave off the liberal onslaught in seat rich ontario mulcair writes ontario will play a crucial role in determining the election outcome and the liberals are starting to concentrate on that electorate And if the Liberals are now concentrating on Ontario, the Conservatives know they have to spend more time and money in Quebec. But the real test is about to take place. Are the Conservatives sufficiently well-equipped to stave off the full-bore Liberal onslaught? The answer to that question may well determine the election result. In the Montreal Gazette, L. Ian MacDonald argues there's a lot at stake in the federal leaders' debates. MacDonald writes... Two-thirds of the six hours of primetime debate coverage will be in the official language of one-fourth of Canadians. There lies the best opportunity for Yves-François Blanchet. Home ice advantage in the first two games of a best-of-three series. There's a lot at stake for the other three major parties as well. For the Liberals, an opportunity to cross the threshold into majority territory. For the Conservatives, they need to hold on to their ten Quebec seats to seriously aspire to forming government while the NDP hope to grow from their one Quebec seat in Montreal. 
In an editorial, the Toronto Star argues, an election is no time to silence public health officials on COVID-19. The Star writes, neither the country's chief public health officer nor her deputy have spoken in public since the federal election was called. The Public Health Agency of Canada has reduced its flow of information to a trickle, but says sometime this week, Theresa Tam will provide an update and take questions from journalists. While that's better than nothing, it's far from what Canadians should expect from their public health officials. While we're still in the midst of a public health emergency, election or no election. Now, here's what's coming up on the campaign trail today. Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole is in Ottawa, where he will make an announcement and hold a news conference before a virtual telephone town hall with residents in Atlantic Canada. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will make an announcement in Coquitlam, British Columbia. He will also attend an event at his campaign office in Burnaby. Green Party leader Annamie Paul will hold a news conference and visit a community food project in Toronto. And Bloc Québécois leader Yves-François Blanchet will hold a news conference in Sherbrooke, Quebec, followed by a meeting with the mayor of Sherbrooke. And that's CPAC Today in Politics for Tuesday, August the 31st. Tune in to CPAC and CPAC.ca throughout the day today for coverage of the federal election campaign. And join me for Have Your Say every weekday on CPAC at 12 Eastern Time. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.